Hi, everybody. It's Tracy Malern from NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. I hope you all doing well today. Today, we are going to cover a topic, which is when you are going to relocate with children with a narcissist. <laughs> a little bit tongue twister there, but relocation is a big part of most parenting plans. Most people put something in there, but it's often sort of vague because a move across town or to the next county is completely different than going across the country or, or moving a, a, a significant difference, right? So usually in the parenting plans, you get a very vague, short, and even if it is out of state, we'll have to go back and negotiate parenting time, kind of a clause, just so you're covering yourself. Local moves might be okay up to 100 miles, or things like that can be put into the parenting plan to protect yourself that if you, you know, want to move to the next county. But there's also parts that say, and again, this is what you're deciding to put in your parenting plan, is that, you know, the, the parent whose primary residence is the children's for school that we will keep them in the same school district now that's a good thing sometimes for kids but sometimes it could be cost unfriendly where you can't afford to stay in the town and live post-divorce but now this judgment because you put it in the painting plan said oh no you have to stay in the same school district and that could be cost prohibitive to some people and we know that there are school districts and, and places that are too expensive to live by yourself post-divorce without two incomes so making sure that you plan out what can happen and and again if you're not gonna know someone's going to move across this, the country, but you can say, if we get to a point where someone is moving far, then we'll go back to court or mediation or a parent coordinator to figure out who and what will happen post move. So I, I wanna say that distance is gonna matter. So local moves, as I just said, could be a simple, you know, no change in plan if it's within 30 miles, 40 miles. It, it has to do with getting the kids to school on time. If they're at the other parent's house and you're 50 miles away, that could be an hour drive to school in the morning. And who's going to do the transport of a 50 minute drive back and forth so many times to get custody exchanges and pick up kids or, you know, go back and take the kids to soccer. But you got one kid out at three o'clock and the other one's in soccer till five, but you live 50 miles away. What do you do, right? There's a lot of complications here. So distance matters. Um, and I'm gonna share three scenarios with you of both what happened to me in a moving across the country and my son's father was not a narcissist however my second one was and he wanted to move us from Connecticut to Colorado so 2,000 miles away I had never even known where Colorado was to be honest to you I knew it was on the map but I'd never even ventured this far across the country to know how much of an inconvenience this was going to be and so with our divorce decree again it's it was the dumbest parenting plan christmas new year boom 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 it, it was it was so basic because we didn't need all the procedures and processes that we would need if we had a narcissistic spouse but me moving two thousand miles away meant we had to go back to court and go how will he get his parenting time and this is how it worked out for us and i am telling you this because it was the worst thing in the whole world and it was very very expensive and it was a stupid thing 
new daddy's second husband was the one who was pulling the string because he wanted his job 2,000 miles away and he didn't care what it cost him to get there as long as he got there. And what happened was from Connecticut to Colorado, every other weekend, we had to pay for his father to fly, rental car, and a hotel for the weekend every other week. So twice a month, we were paying thousands of dollars for him to basically have a car, a hotel, and a plane ride. And that was expensive, but that's only half of it. The other half was that every other weekend, I had to take my son back into New York City to go to Connecticut. So get into New York, go to Connecticut, stay somewhere by myself, but give them the weekend at dad's house and then fly my son back. And if you think about that, my son was eight at the time. If you think about how horrible it was for my son, meeting new friends, but sorry, I can't go to your birthday party. Sorry, I can never be on a soccer team. Sorry, I can't even join the math club. Nope, sorry. If it's got any kind of weekend time, we're talking from Friday to Monday. And the traveling is exhausting. By the time he would get back after one of these weekends, he was a wreck and he couldn't get his work done. And it really screwed up so much. But that was what I ended up with. Thankfully, my ex was a bit on the lazy side. I'll say that for sure. He did it about four times and said, this is too much work. I'm not doing it anymore. So I was very, very lucky. Most wouldn't go away like that. And, you know, I continued to send him back to his father for Thanksgiving and any other times that he wanted time with my son. I paid for that instead of paying every other week. So it kind of worked out, but it was informal. We didn't have to go back. It wasn't nurse. It wasn't someone who was going to fight me to the living breath. So important to note. Next one. Um, I have a client that moved about an hour and away, an hour and a half away. And so she had to for her job. And what has happened is she has had to pick up the responsibility for taking the child to the other parent's house and going back and forth. So hour and a half there, hour and a half back, twice a week. And, and that's a lot of driving. And, and that's a lot of wear and tear on a kid to be sitting in a car and maybe not getting their homework done because, you know, school ends and we've got to drive you over there and get you there an hour and a half away. It's hard for kids, but these are the options. And, and I don't want to sugarcoat any of them. I think all of them are, are hard on kids. But, you know, when it's you having to do the driving, that's a problem. If you could get somebody, they meet you halfway, that's another possibility. But again, distance matters. So knowing that that will be the battle, again, 20 miles away, 20 minutes, it depends on the highway, right? If it's not on the highway, they're going 60 miles an hour, 20 miles could take 40 minutes if you think about it. And if you're in a more rural place. So knowing that these are some of the situations that could happen um that's what this whole video is about it's just going these are some of the things that happen and and this last option that i want to talk to you about is if you move far away and you don't do the tracy back and forth thing the other parent needs their time and so one way that the courts often divvy up time is okay you know what you decided to move so what we're going to do is we are going to make you do all of the um holidays they will go to the 
the other parent's house. In this case, it, it's a dad. They will go to the other person's house for every vacation, every holiday that they have a little extra time off of. You might have to pay the expenses depending on how far away it is. Like I did, I had to pay for the travel. You might have to pay for the travel if it comes to that. And um, it may be also that you lose the entire summer. And I know that sounds horrible to you, and it is, to, to actually like a whole summer off. What it does is it makes you be the not fun parent. You know, this is like kids are home and they're at school and they've got responsibilities and that's your job. And you don't get to share in the fun. You don't ever get to take them to Disneyland. You don't ever get to take them on any vacations. Every single vacation is taken and a, you might have to travel and pay for them or travel with them like I had to do, right? There's so many different variables here. But if you understand that these are some of the common solutions, play with it. Think about it. Think about it. if you have to move for a job, does it make financial sense? And if we look at that last situation, which I just realized I didn't even say this, the downside of of the kids spending, say, the whole summer with the other parent is that they don't get to do what they want to do with their friends. They don't get to join the track club because they start practice. They don't get to be on the football team because practice starts mid-July. They don't get to be at summer parties and do what all their friends do. It gets harder when the kids are older. Believe me, when they're young, they're very mobile. They can just move. They don't even know because you're the one making the play dates, right? When they're older, they're going to be like, no, I really want to be with my friends. And how come it's not fair that I have to move and I have to keep traveling and I just want to be home for Christmas once, please, right? So the loss in that scenario to me is one of the hardest. And, and I know people who have been in this situation it's heartbreaking to never see your kids on a holiday again, never wake up on Christmas morning. Sure, you can have new traditions and you can have Christmas twice, and that's one way to cover it, but you're still sitting there alone on Christmas, and it's sad, and it's hard. So relocation when you are divorcing a narcissist and co-parenting, these are just some of the fun facts I wanted you to know in this short little video. This is Tracy Malone. Thank you for watching. If you are looking for someone to uh, help you, guide you through narcissistic abuse, whether it's divorcing a narcissist, a co-parent, or any other situation, I'd love to help people. So you can find my information, NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. See you all later.